Welcome to the MS Education podcast series. Thank you for joining me. I'm Andrea Salmon, and in each episode, we are going to be joined by an expert to discuss strategies for living well with multiple sclerosis. COVID-19 is causing widespread disruption to daily life for people across the world. With social distancing and movement restrictions in place to keep our communities safe from the virus and to protect our healthcare systems, it's especially important that people with multiple sclerosis look after their mental and physical health more than ever. Many of our listeners are already brilliant at this as you've learnt these strategies and coping mechanisms over time. This podcast will provide you with lots of new ideas and wonderful resilience strategies. Today, I'm talking with Nicola Graham, one of the health educators in our education and wellbeing team, about how we can build and maintain our resilience during these disrupted times. Hi, Nicola. Hi, Andrea. Thank you very much for inviting me to talk with you today and a warm hello to all of our listeners. All righty, let's get started. Nicola, can you outline the main areas people can focus on to build a resilient approach to these changing and somewhat surreal times? Yes, I'd like to cover the following suggestions during this podcast. So how to stay healthy, especially how to stay mentally healthy. So including some mindfulness and some self-care tips and some very brief tips about working from home and some resources that people can tap into. Well, that sounds great. So how can we stay physically healthy in this changed environment? Definitely keep doing the basics well. It's really important to get good nutrition, to look after your sleep, to keep exercising and to look after your mental health and resilience. So we've got these areas covered in more detail in our MS podcast series and via our recorded webinar series, which you can find on our website, ms.org.au. You can now join classes online. You can dust off that old yoga DVD. Here at MS, we're offering Tai Chi, mindfulness and Pilates online at various times. So again, check our website or you can call MS Connect on 1-800-042-138. Or if you're registered with us, you will receive that information via an email. That's great. So what about how do we stay mentally healthy and truly resilient? It's a great question, Andrea, and there is a lot that we can do. And I'm going to provide some tools and strategies right now. And I really encourage our listeners to select what resonates best with them. It's a very personal choice. But I'm going to start off with tool number one. And this is a breathing exercise that's been shown to help alleviate anxiety. So I call it three, four, five breathing. And simply you breathe in for the count of three. You hold for the count of four. And you breathe out really slowly for a count of five. And you do that six times. And this has been shown to activate our parasympathetic nervous system which helps to calm us. And the focus there is on a long, slow exhale. You can do it longer rather than three, four, five. You might do four, five, six, for example, but the focus is on the long, slow exhale. 
Again, going back to basics, exercise is really important for people with MS and it's really important for everybody's mental health. It's a mood booster. So we've got to do this. One colleague has set up uh, an exercise program in their backyard. We've got a gym in our garage and there's lots of online programs. Another tip for boosting your resilience, whilst we're having to stay at home, is about creating a good routine. So create new good routines because they help us to feel stable. So maybe the work commute is now replaced with perhaps walking the dog on the beach. My next tip is really, really important, and that's about connection. So even as we're forced to create physical distance from each other, and I know that lots of people listening may be in lockdown already, but it's really important to nurture our social connections in a safe way. It's vital for our emotional health. So in this day and age, there's lots of ways that we can actually keep connected safely. We can use the good old-fashioned telephone. We can connect by Skype, by FaceTime, WhatsApp. If you live alone, I strongly suggest that you find somebody you can connect and check in with each day. Our listeners can call MS Connect for specific advice on supports and services. You can reach out to your neighbours electronically. You could perhaps join one of our telegroups, which are replacing face-to-face support groups. So there's, there's lots of really good options to stay connected. Tool number two is the gratitude journal. So evidence has shown if you write down three things that you're grateful for each day, after three weeks, you start to become naturally more appreciative and you actually start generating positive moments. So this is about building our positive psychology and building our resilience. My next tool, tool number three, is about practicing mindfulness. Maybe you could join an online program such as the one that we run. You might listen to the recorded webinar from our website. You might download an app such as Smile in Mind that can step you through a number of different mindful meditations and can tailor it to you. Or you might choose to listen to an expert such as John Kabat-Zinn on YouTube. So I'd like to just provide our listeners with a definition of mindfulness to help whet the appetite of anyone who hasn't tried it yet. I know mindfulness is quite ubiquitous at the moment, so most people have, have tried it. Definition that I like is paying attention to the present moment with curiosity, with compassion, with non-judgment and acceptance. And that's a very high level skills. That, that's quite a challenge to do that, but it's a wonderful challenge to try to do. So mindfulness is, is a mental discipline. It's about training our attention, teaches us to use our mind in a different way and to focus on the things that are most useful and most helpful in our lives so that we can live more consciously and more fully. And I think that's going to be really, really useful for us right now. And I like to think of a quote that's attributed to Albert Einstein. And he says, anyone who can drive safely whilst kissing a girl is simply not giving the kiss the attention it deserves. So we're practicing placing our attention where we want it, not just where our minds take us, which as we all know is is not always helpful. My tool number four, Andrea, that I'll encourage people to try is RAIN. And this is a mindful acronym. It's a mindful roadmap, not a fix, but a way to approach difficult thoughts and feelings so that we can build resilience. 
And I like to think that sometimes in the heat of the moment, a gentle rain can be very soothing. So this approach can help us to meet the current experience wholeheartedly, if we can. And it helps us to remain more objective and responsive and less reactive. And again, that can be really challenging, but I'd really like our listeners to, to have a go with this. So the acronym is RAIN and R stands for recognize what is happening. So when you have a difficult feeling or emotion, try and recognize what is happening. Gently turn towards what is happening. Tune in. What's happening in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, your thoughts and sensations. It can be really helpful to mentally name it. For example, fear, anxiety, this is, this is pain, this is pleasant, this is unpleasant, this is unwanted, and this is anger. Just label what's here. Don't say I am angry because this over identifies, but just ah, here's that familiar feeling of of fear is that familiar feeling of anxiety and have a look at where it is in your body. So the next letter in RAIN is A and that's for allow and acknowledge. So let it be as it is. Acknowledge and accept your present moment reality. And allowing doesn't mean we have to like it and it's not resignation, but it means we soften and we drop our natural mental resistance to what's happening. So usually when we experience something that we don't like or an emotion that we don't like, we have an unconscious impulse to push it away, to suppress it or ignore it. But what I'm asking people to do is to allow and acknowledge it. When we push it away, it can contribute to making it stronger and can create more tension and, and more suffering. So if we can soften and bring some acceptance and allowance to what we're feeling, then you can notice perhaps a softening and perhaps a little bit of, of ease. The I in RAIN is investigate. Now you've recognized and allowed this emotion, perhaps you can investigate it. You might inquire, why do I feel how I do? What do I really need right now? What actions do I need to take to nurture and support myself during this difficult time? So these questions can allow us to choose a more conscious response. And then finally, N, and this is so important, and I love this part of RAIN. This is about nurture. Bring self-compassion and nurture to yourself and to the emotion. You're the awareness that's always there underneath every thought and emotion. You're not the emotion. So this gives a concept of, of a sense of peace in the middle of it all. No matter how intense or painful the emotional storm, there is a part of you which is still silent and still un untouched. So does that make sense, Andrea? I know there's quite a lot of information there. It does. That's great, Nicola. There's lots of useful guidance there. Okay. Another tool, tool number five, is come to your senses. So when you feel perhaps a bit out of control or not really connected, or there is certainly a sense of surrealism around at the moment, then perhaps you can focus on, our, on your senses. What can you smell? What can you touch? What can you see? What can you taste? What can you hear right now? And it helps to ground you. And, and bring you back. Another good way to ground yourself actually is just to take your shoes and socks off and feel the earth underneath your feet, something that simple. And then 
tool number six I've got is about dealing with unwanted thoughts. And we all get unwanted negative thoughts. And the useful technique that I use can be to talk kindly, but firmly to your mind. So I like to say when a thought comes up that I know is not going to be useful and I know is not going to take me down a useful track is I'll just say, thank you, mind. And I'm choosing not to go down that line of thought. So I speak kindly and firmly to myself. It doesn't always work, Andrea, I have to say, but I'm practicing it and I'm getting better at it. (laughs) I've also heard people say they give themselves permission to worry about something, but only at a given time. So I'll worry about that this afternoon at four o'clock and only give yourself 10 minutes to worry about it because by doing that, it somehow eases the worry in a way. And I think that's great because you're not squashing it and you're not avoiding. You're just saying, right, I'll allow a certain amount of time to that at a time that suits me. So you're taking a bit more control, which is wonderful. Uh, Tool number seven would be to simply reassure yourself to self-soothe like you would a child. Some of the things that you might like to say to yourself might to reassure yourself might be other people feel this or I'm not alone or we all struggle in our lives. And you might say, may I be kind to myself? May I give myself the compassion I need? May I learn to accept myself as I am? May I be strong? May I be patient, for example? Our social workers at MS have strongly recommended that we limit media consumption to maybe twice a day, maximum. Perhaps get your information from reputable sources such as health.gov.au, The Guardian newspaper, ABC. Norman Swan has a wonderful podcast called CoronaCast. Um, They've got great updates. I noticed today they've got one that says how to exercise and not go crazy. So um, that's going to be helpful. The other thing for building our resilience is look for silver linings. Look for the treasure. Write a list of positives. Let them really sink in. We have a negative bias. We are naturally wired to focus on the negative. It's a survival skill. So we need to make a conscious effort to focus on the positive. It doesn't come that naturally for a lot of people, but you can train yourself and you can make a difference. So we do need to be deliberate about this. Some of the positives that... um, the service innovation people have told me is they're feeling that they've got more time for family, more time for inward reflection, time to sort out those messy shelves, to paint, to read. For example, the New York Opera are delivering free online concerts. People at MS Connect are saying they're focusing on getting enough sleep, which is really helpful for their immune system. Some feedback from colleagues have been how lovely it is now we're having to work from home that that we've got pets around. Another colleague said uh, she no longer has to find Tupperware tops and bottoms for lunch that actually match. And she's also tucking her pants into her socks and making ridiculous fashion choices. And uh, I really loved um, another one of our colleagues saying that they're hearing the birds chirping along with the occasional leaf blower and having their window open. And my personal favourite is from Janet that said, as she reported, she keeps thinking that with all the shutdowns, the world is healing. There's less traffic, less pollution. It's more peaceful. The canals in Venice are clear. The birds are singing. The animals are roaming the streets. You can almost hear the world taking a breath. So thank you, Janet. That was lovely to hear. Another 
great resilient tool is being altruistic it makes us feel better so shopping for a neighbor if you if you can safely creating community whatsapp groups consciously thinking about where you fit whom you can say a good word to um, or a good deed for safely so that altruism can be really helpful. Having a management plan for any exacerbations of anxiety, so speaking to your GP, neurologist or MS Connect or a nurse, and some great online support services for your mental health include MS Connect, Smile in Mind, Beyond Blue, Lifeline, Headspace, for example. So lots of tips there. I hope some of them are useful. There is. There's a lot there, Nicola. That's great. But as you said, I'd encourage listeners to pick what resonates with them. It might be just one thing that as you've heard Nicola going through those ideas, one thing has stood out to you. Just grab hold of that one. And Nick, as many of us are now working and learning from home, what what do we need to keep in mind in regard to that? Yep. So just very simply, if you can have a dedicated space where possible, that would definitely be preferable. And don't work from your bedroom. Keep that bedroom space sacred and relaxing, etc. Set up a great workstation as best you can and set it up correctly. Take regular breaks. Stick to your usual work routines as best you can. And I think also really importantly, Be deliberate about keeping in touch with your colleagues, as I mentioned, through Skype, FaceTime, etc., especially for people living alone. And reach out. Reach out to your colleagues. Support each other. Share the silver linings, as we've mentioned, the ups and the downs. This is a great opportunity for masks off, real relationships and genuine support. Absolutely. It's so important. It's so important to do the practical stuff of setting your workspace up. And it really is important to find the upsides. These are unprecedented times and they are really challenging, but there are some silver linings as well. What else can we do to keep resilient as we're now at home? For example, how can we use our leisure time in a resilient way? Yes, we definitely need to be mindful about our leisure time and I've got so many ideas here many of them contributed by the MS staff in service innovation so I'm just going to mention some of them and I know our listeners will have lots of great ideas too but exercise would sit right at the top really important for our mood and our resilience and then you can do the jobs that you've postponed until you retire sorting out the photos editing videos repairing things that are broken and then we've got everything from jigsaws to baking to crafts using essential oils, using the flowers in your garden, gardening. We've got virtual book clubs happening, wonderful brain exercises that you can do. There's online galleries. So some of the world's beautiful art galleries are going online. You can watch a movie, discuss it with a friend, download eBooks. You can have a house concert, although in my house, I don't think I'd recommend that. I don't think any of any of us have a particular talent. You can use the local library's online concert call friends. But I would just say, again, be mindful about your leisure, what you choose to do, and what's going to be really supportive for you. I notice that the greater good are part of the University of Berkeley. They've suggested some inspiring films. So from their long list, I've selected a few that might be of interest to our listeners. So for example, if you're looking for a film about kindness, 
then a beautiful day in the neighborhood would be a suggestion. If you're looking for community, then The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. For a film around pure love, then For Sama, which is a Syrian documentary from a mother to her daughter. And for fierceness, what about Harriet, about Harriet Taubman, who helped slaves to freedom? And just finally, Andrea, I'd like to acknowledge that on the silver lining side of things, the human spirit is amazing. And we have been able to see Iranian health workers dancing in their medical anti-contagion gear. We've seen those beautiful pictures of Italians applauding and singing from their balconies to support health workers. The UK had a 6 p.m. applause. Here in Australia, we have the Corona Angels connecting with their neighbours, delivering care packages where they can, supporting the vulnerable. We've had medical experts from China that landed in Rome with masks and respirators and other supplies to help fight COVID-19. And this was organized by the Chinese Red Cross. We've had communal singing, bringing people together in Israel and Lebanon, NBA players paying the arena staff, well, there's no games on. So they are difficult times with the potential for some beautiful moments. And I'd like to close my contribution with words from an ER team member who definitely walks her talk. And she says, practice positivity and laugh a lot. They can be a lot more infectious than any virus. So thank you for that, Annie. And Annie's laugh is absolutely infectious. Thanks, Nicola. There, there is a lot of information there and plenty of strategies for us all to stay resilient. I'd like to just remind all our listeners that there are some great resources such as the reliable media sources mentioned before, Australian government websites, the ABC, along with Headspace, Beyond Blue, Lifeline and our own MS Connect as well. So certainly stay connected. Thanks so much, Nicola, for your time. It's been great. My pleasure. Thanks, Andrea. For more information on anything that we have covered today, please get in touch with MS Connect on free call 1800 042 138 or email msconnect at ms.org.au. And don't forget to find the MS Podcasts on your favourite podcast player, such as Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Overcast, or you can access the podcast directly from our website, ms.org.au.